Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, another glorious day here in the center of the universe, Chicago, Illinois. We're beaming out all over the world. So if you ever got the, the app for AM 1160, get out there in your app store, download it so you can hear us from anywhere. And uh, again, here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, we got a great one today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Group, we say, we put the win back in your sales. And boy, have I got a great guest today, uh, all the way from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. He's over on the eastern side there. I'd like to introduce you to Dave Ashworth. Dave, say hello to our group today. Hey, how's everybody, Bob? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Excited you, to be here. Yes, and well, this is an impressive young man. So uh, what I always like to do, he had a great quote that he put in, uh, that he sent me. What, what, what's, the, what's the quote and what was the inspiration for it, Dave? Yeah, so the quote says, you know, God never said the journey would be easy, but he did say the arrival would be worthwhile. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like we're all on some sort of a journey, whether that's in our personal lives or our business lives or everything that we're going through is a journey. Um, yep. And if you're like me, um, there, there's been plenty of ups and downs. There's been a lot of tough, tough times, a lot of good times as well, but there's been plenty of tough times. Um, but I think the one thing that as, as believers that we have to hold on to is that hope uh, at the end, you know, where, where we're going to end up and who we're going to spend that with. And that's a big deal. Um, and so that's why that one kind of has always stuck with me, um, talking about the arrival will be worthwhile. Um, and, and, and that's a, yeah, that's, that's why I chose that one. Well, speaking of those ups and downs, you know, Let's let the audience know. Did you come out a bit, bounce some baby Christian boy here? Let's talk about your testimony. <laughs> I don't here. think so. I no, don't you don't think so? Think so? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I um, I grew up in a Christian home, um, very, very uh, strong, believing family. Um, I went to Sunday school every Sunday. I went to a Christian school, kind oh. of the whole gamut of the Christian life that I went through. <laughs> and um you know, for for a long time, I, I kind of just w was was going through the motions. Okay. Um, it was kind of forced on me, uh, and I, you know, accepted Christ as as a, at an early age, um, but I never truly made it my own. I would mm. say. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I had some had some struggles in my life and things that I really wasn't wasn't uh, sharing with other people because I had to kind of live up to this. Uh, Christian uh, mantra that it was kind of placed on me that I can't share that I'm doing something wrong because I'm this Christian who goes to Christian school and church and doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, nice and shiny on like, the outside, right? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and so it kept building and building, and I finally got to a point where uh, I pretty much was at a crossroads, and I needed to decide if, um, 
you know, my relationship with, with Christ was something that I was going to make my own, or if it was something that um, I was pretty much just going to walk away from. I, I really was, I really couldn't, there was no middle ground anymore. It had to be one or the other. Um, so, and I chose to, to really make that relationship with Christ my own. I thought that doing that overnight that I would solve all my problems, <laughs> and it, it did not. Um <laughs> But but as I said in my quote, I've I've yep. been on that journey um, for about five or six years now, um, and that has certainly been the best decision of my life. So that decision came about five or six years ago. Yeah. So I I guess I would consider myself saved at an early age. Okay. Um, but like I said, um, you know, I, I I really wasn't truly living it, um, mm. and okay. so really have been really living it and making that relationship truly mine probably five or six years ah so those college years made you had had might have had you off the rails a little bit there and kind of doubting things yeah a little bit yeah yeah so i would say more of it was in high school um going to the going to the christian high school which was Ah, which was great right i didn't necessarily appreciate it as much as i i should have back then sure um but that was probably when it was like christian high school going to church living up to all these expectations. Everybody looking from the outside sees this, right. this kid who, who doesn't really do much wrong, is going to a Christian school, yeah. um, and that really, yeah, uh, that was probably the start of a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, because you're bifurcating your life. You're living two different lives, right? Putting right. up this front, putting the mask on, you know, yeah, got to dot the I across the T's, got to check the boxes, yeah. you know, doing all that good stuff. And uh, let's face it, as young people, we all, you know, and young people today, even more so, have got a lot of struggles, you know, that they're dealing with. And what their identity is, who am I, who's this guy, Jesus Christ, what am I supposed to do with him, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I hear you. Um, So I'm assuming that, so in the college years, just just share with me, what made the difference now? How did you, did you go to Christian college, by the way? I did not. No, did okay. not. It was a secular college. Yep. Oh, maybe that made the difference for you, right? <laughs> Could have been. Not following been, it all yeah. the way through and going, okay, well, what's going on? So yep. during that time, how did God get a hold of you? You know? Yeah, so I had a season of life. This was this was post-college. I was working, uh, and I started surrounding myself with a group of people that from the outside appeared very broken, mm. um, but in fact they were... Um, just being real and transparent about the struggles that they were having and they were oh. truly pursuing what Jesus wanted for their lives. Oh. And so seeing that challenged me. It's like, man, like they talk about all these terrible things that they do, <laughs> right. but it's in an effort to become more like him. And so that just, that really started weighing on me because before that, that wasn't around. Like I could hide things pretty well. I didn't have to have those conversations. Right. But now they're having these conversations, and I'm sitting there not really contributing, and it weighed and weighed, and finally, I had a really good friend of mine that I sat down with one night. It was like three in the morning, and I was like, "Dude, I need to talk to you. Like, we got to talk." And we sat down, we talked for hours, right? Um, and I shared basically everything that I had been struggling with. And the craziest thing, and this is one of the the, the devil's biggest lies, is that you're alone in yeah. your struggle. Yeah. And he was, you know, he's like, man, I struggle with all that stuff too. Like, yeah. you should have come to me earlier. <laughs> and that was like kind of the, really the start of um, the, the journey for me at that point. That would feel like 10,000 pounds off you, right, at oh, that point? Well, I mean, crazy. you know, I know when I went through that, it was like, wow, the weight of the world is off my shoulders now. Yeah. I don't have to be somebody I'm really not, you know, and put That's this right. front up and everything like that. And 
It's a wonderful thing. Unfortunately for me, it took a long, long time. So you got a lot earlier than I did, buddy. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, yeah, I should. I mean, I, I should have. It should have been earlier. Nah. Um, you know, but but this is like I said, this is where where God had me. Yep. Um, and I and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't yeah. change it for the world. Well, it's it's in God's timing too. You know, That's right. so, so like right. the, you know, God God had me wait quite a while. Although He didn't have me struggle through the desert as long as He did the Jews. You know, I made it in thirty six yep. years. He it took them 40, so I, I guess I, I, I consider myself lucky there, you know, that I was able finally to get that kind of thing. Hey, you know, in, in, in this, let, let's, let's talk about early, you know, kind of before we get into too much, Aaron, because I want to get into career and, and what led everything. Um, what did you, what did you major in college and, wh- and why? I majored in accounting, okay. um, wh- which, is, which is where I'm at today. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated by business. Um, and I've always been pretty good at math. And so when people saw those two, it was just like, well, just do accounting. Right. And, <laughs> and really don't need to be that good at math to do accounting. Right. Uh, I found that out <laughs> much later on. Um, but I started getting into it back even when I was in high school. My cousin was an accounting major in college. Um, I actually went to a couple of his classes with him and I was like, man, this is, this is pretty interesting. Like, I, I feel like it's, I can make a career, career of this. I love like to see how financials can tell a story about a business. And yeah. so, um, you know, going that route, you know, really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that was, that was where I started in high school, really getting into kind of the accounting scene, I guess. Now, are you in sports at all? Were you in school? You uh, I didn't play any sports in college. I played pretty much every sport though before that. And then I stopped in college to really focus on my my education. On your yeah. education, right. Yeah. yeah. So you pretty much had downright from the get-go as far as accounting goes, or that's what you want, business and accounting and that mm-hmm. type of thing, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. I went a pretty traditional route to to where I am today um, with, with the accounting side of it, yeah. Yeah. It, where's God in that, do you think, in, in accounting? <laughs> Man, that's a good question. I I, I think one, one word that... Um, would be a theme i think is stewardship Mm, uh, where it talks about your you know being a good steward of the financial resources that we have and i think part of that is just keeping track um properly of the the things that he's he's given to you Mm -hmm. and i think if you're not doing that then then i would argue that you may not be how can you be a good steward of the things he's given you if you don't even know what those things are properly yeah yeah boy amen and also, like you said, it tells a story, doesn't it? Uh, the stewardship sure in it, and it and does. what's what's going on with that. So, and the next segment we get come back here with Dave. We're going to dive into this uh, this accounting practice and what he's doing. So it's really cool. <laughs> he's got a great story to tell you about that. And maybe some other stories. But in the meantime, here I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Get out there and check it out, faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mollett, the owner, has a mission to help small mid-market businesses be effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With our vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. And I want to hear from you. Are you coming back for more out there looking at ours? As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. Get out there and check them out. I want to get out and check them out. It's inboundstudio.studio. Again, that's inboundstudio.studio. And we're going to be right back with my guest, Dave Ashworth. 
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Dave Ashworth. He's the co-founder of the Quantify Group, which is really, really cool. We're going to get into that, the Quantify Group. Uh, kind of says a story right there. So, hey, Dave, you know, out of college, you said you took a job in accounting. Were you with an accounting firm, or what happened there? Yep, yep. So I did uh, I did an internship when I was a... I think I was a junior in college uh, at an accounting firm, a large regional firm here in Pennsylvania. And then they offered me a job for actually, for when I graduated, which was great because that was in 2009 and the market was not doing too well in 2009. So I was really grateful to have a job. Um, so I started there, you know, right out of college. Oh, that's great. So how long were you there at that, at that firm? I was there for three and a half years or so. Okay. And uh, did you learn anything while you were there? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. There was a, uh, you know, a lot, lot of hours, a lot of learning. Um, you know, I was very grateful for my time there. Um, you know, there was a lot going on, a lot of, a lot of technical skills, um, but a lot of you know uh, other skills, you know, people skills and all of that that I learned as well. Yeah. So uh, you're there three and a half years. You're getting your chops, kind of learning your way through and understanding. With do they have you change of the desk, doing a lot of work, and not really having a lot of interface with clients? <laughs> yep, yep. There wasn't too much, too much client facing work. Um, you know, which I was okay with in the beginning because I didn't really know what I was doing. But then once I started to get into it, I really wanted to talk to more people and, and interface with clients, but it just wasn't, wasn't part of the role. Yeah. You hadn't spent enough time there. You know, <laughs> you were just still a rookie. Uh, not we ain't right. gonna, we're not cutting you loose with our clients. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> During that time though, was it starting to form in you? <clears throat> I would do this differently. You know? Yes. Um, so when I was in high school, I started putting a plan together to start my own firm. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And so I, probably approached my time at that accounting firm different than everybody else because I was viewing things, you know, I was learning technical skills and learning how to do accounting, but I was also paying close attention to how they ran the business because hmm. I, my goal was to start my own. So I wanted to see things that they were doing that I could take from them and learn from them, but also things okay. that I could improve on as well. Okay. So did that launch it? I mean, after that three years, that's when you launched your firm? Yep. So I, I got my CPA and my goal was to do that. I needed to get a certain amount of hours. Right. Um, and then I got my CPA and ended up leaving then to start my own. Yep. And that was how long ago now? How long have you had your firm? Uh, in February, it was 10 years. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Well, folks, if you could see him, he still looks like he's in high school, you know, so. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Dave, that's a, a well, you had, a, a, you know, kudos to you, uh, you know, as a high school student, you had your, you know, your eye in the prize as to what you wanted to do and started thinking about that. It's unfortunate a lot of our young people don't have a clue, you know, and that's why we got people going to school for five and six years just to get through it because they're changing their, you know, their major couple times and, and what it's taken for them to get to where they want, but. Sooner or later, they, they arrive, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk about that, the, that early days and how you, how you jumped out and you set the firm up. And then what was the firm based on? What was it that you were really out to do and who, who do you serve? Yeah. So our firm has definitely evolved over time. You know, when, when I first jumped out on my own, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't take any clients with me. I didn't bring anything with me. 
um, you know, had a bunch of agreements in place that I wouldn't do that. And I didn't really feel like it was the right move to do that to them anyway, Absolutely. because they had provided so much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I jumped out on my own. I knew, I knew taxes. That's what I knew. Mm. And so I jumped out on my own, uh, talking to friends and family, asking if I could do their tax returns. Oh, wow. And so that, that's really where it started. Um, about eight months in, w which was a really big turning point for us, I brought on uh, a partner who was actually my boss at the firm that I worked at. It took about, <laughs> I always joke with him, it took him eight months of convincing to finally make the jump. Um, but he had more experience than I did, and he is still to this day one of the best technical accountants I've ever met. And so that really legitimized what we were doing because he could really, you know, you know, talk the language that people wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and so that really then started to propel us, you know, where we wanted to Well, go. and also it had to add a little bit of credibility for you, too, because you're pretty young when you jumped out there and did that. So mm -hmm. bringing that in. Is he a, a brother in Christ also? Uh, he, he is not yet. He uh, is not yet. So you're working on but, him, huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I love it. By example, I'm sure, you know. <laughs> yep. And By he, example. I, I, I will say on, on his behalf, though, um, you know, he is one of the just best, uh, people that I've ever met. I mean, he mm. is just full of integrity, does things the right way, um, and I've been beyond blessed to yeah. have a partner like him. Well, you know, you don't have to be a Christian be be that kind of person too. You That's know, right. Uh, That's it, right? It helps. It certainly helps, especially in tough times, right? That you have your yep. faith, and especially we've been through it this last couple of years. So, yep. so he joined you then after you had formed it, and you, what about six, eight months? You said it took about eight months in. About eight months in. And then, uh, you know, how, how many how many people get in the firm now? I mean, you're 10 years so there's old. Four, there's four of us total. Four of you total. Mm -hmm. And that growth has come over a period of time, right? So we, it's been really interesting. So we, um, when we started, we were doing tax work for a while. Um, we've had a bunch of kind of different iterations in our business over the years. And what we're doing today, we've really been focused in on for the past, I would say, four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, and our a majority of our growth has taken place in the last two years. Oh wow! During the pandemic, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. Holy smokes, mm -hmm. that's yeah. great! Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, man. Yeah, yeah, we're very lucky. We're yeah. very lucky. Man, I guess so. Um, so the the evolution process has been coming over five, but the last two years is when it really started to kick in. Was that because you got more yeah. focused on what it was that the firm was going to be? I think it's part of that. I think it's part of that, that we really started to eliminate things that weren't our core. Um, I think it's also just, you had alluded to it, but, you know, starting a business in a professional service when you're 25 years old is tough mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that you're competing with that have been doing it for 40 years and they know everybody around and I'm trying to break in and do this, right. uh, do this thing. But now, now we hit ten years in business, and and you know even though I am still pretty young, right? People can see, okay, look, they they're actually building something. They've been around for ten years. They must know something about what they're doing, right? Uh, so I feel like it's been a combination of us focusing in, but also just gaining the credibility of of being around for a while and showing that we do know what we're doing. I don't imagine there's any prayer in there anywhere, is there? <laughs> no, no, not too much, not too much. <laughs> Praying, uh, you know, just trying to sweat it out. Make, you know, and, and it was interesting when we did talk a little bit earlier, it was the fact that, you know, we're in tax season right now, and I know a lot of accountants are head down, you know, they, they haven't got enough time to breathe. Mm -hmm. But you shared with me that that's not really a main focus for you guys, right? 
It's not. It's not. So, like I said, it was for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but we've we've slowly moved away from that and really focused in on the uh, accounting side for businesses. Um, you know, one thing for me that has been an important and for my partner, um, those busy seasons that you know we worked. You know, we worked when I, we were at the firm together. Mm-hmm. We worked. You know, eighty, ninety hour weeks sometimes. Right. Right. Um, you know building our families, growing our families, having kids, Mm. that was not going to be an option for us. We were not going to put them uh, on the backseat so that we could build a business. And so that's been a really big deal for us. And and getting getting away from tax um, has been a part of that as well. Yeah, that's great. Oh, good for you guys, man. I tell you, that's maturity there, you know, that you're not going to sacrifice your families through all of that. Yeah. Uh, Because you're right. It's uh, it's tough. Not only from the standpoint of the personal taxation, but also you got the you know company taxations too. You know that That's you got right. to deal with. So it's a long right. season to go through. Um, in this new, you know, in reforming this in the last two years, what's been the focus as far as your target audience? So we've really been always uh, more inclined to work with other entrepreneurs and business owners. That's mm. where we just have been drawn to. Okay, um, and we really saw a need in the marketplace for businesses that just needed solid accounting help on a monthly basis. So whether that's bookkeeping work, whether that's the next level up, which is more of a controller, we do a little bit of CFO work here and there. Um, But that type of consistent monthly work and really building relationships with our clients is what we enjoy. And we also, you know, feel like there is a, a big need in the market for that. So that's really been what our, our focus has shifted to. Boy, yeah, you, man, God bless you. You're absolutely right. You nailed it on the head. And there's franchises out there now doing that. You know, there's taking mm-hmm. off that bookkeeping or the, some of that work from the CPA firms, right? Now, yeah. when it comes to taxes, do you, do you refer that out to other people that do taxes? Or how's that work we, with your clients? We do. We do. So we have a couple really strong partnerships. Um, you know, there's... There's different levels, so if it's a smaller one, we have some smaller practices. We have some relationships with some of those, you know, larger, larger regional firms, and then I know some partners at some of the the, the biggest firms as well, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of have all those resources for our clients. Because sure. having a good CPA who understands taxes is is very important. Yep. Uh, so we want to be able to get our clients uh, into the right hands. Oh, and the cool part about it is you guys did taxes, so you, you knew your way around that, and it wasn't like you didn't know that. You had to just leave it off and hope that it, it worked with somebody else, right? That's so right. And we're still a, able to to speak into some tax issues for our clients at times because we've oh, done good. it for so long. Yeah. Uh, so like if they have a question or we see an issue, we're able to identify those things and help them out. So it's not totally lost. Yeah, I would especially think maybe with some of those CFO services that you provide, uh, also get kind of more of a strategic planning kind of a role where you're, uh, you know, kind of steering the ship a little bit when you see some things pop up. Hey, folks, I want you to stay tuned out there and text us at 312-210-0603 because Dave's got a special offer for you today. He made a video uh, on cash flow. So if you get out there and text me again at 312-210-0603 with the keyword cash, and I'm going to get you the um, URL or the link for that video, which you're going to find very fascinating and certainly is going to be informative for anybody out there that wants to know a little bit more about cash flow because that's at the heart of what Dave and his firm does, Quantify, right? We got the Quantify group. So, uh, And now I know what the name is, You know why he's called the name Quantify. We, we didn't talk about that much, but we got to get that. 
Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here again with my guest, Dave Ashworth, co-founder of the Quantify Group. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back, but I want to to tell you this. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to qualified and quality referrals and introductions in life transformation. Experiencing networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, share leads, prayer requests, and increase visibility with the entire G7 network. And boy, we're growing. Uh, Chapters are forming here in the Chicagoland area, so you can get out there and visit G7 network, or better yet, text me at 312-210-0603 and put the the, uh, keyword in there, G, the letter G, and 7, the numeral 7. So that's where you want to get out there, and I'll be more than happy to engage. I am now taking on a regional uh, role here for in the Chicagoland area. I'm proud to say we've got six chapters going already in the Chicagoland area, and probably more to come because the word's getting out there. So make sure you get out there and do that. Text me, 312-210-0603, and the keyword G7. Well, we're back here with our special guest again, Dave Ashworth, the co-founder of the Quantify Group. You know, David, I, I did, for, I, I kind of blew it there a little bit. Why the Quantify Group? Uh, the name? Why yeah. The name? So, um, you know, we, we, a lot of accounting firms use like the partner's last names. That's pretty common to right. do. Um and uh, when we're building our business, we wanted to build something that wasn't tied to the partners. We wanted to build something that could stand on its own someday. And so we wanted to come up with a word um, that was just a little more catchy, but also, um, you know, kind of explain what we do. And so the idea of quantifying something is, is kind of putting numbers to it and understanding right. it from a number standpoint, which obviously is a, is a good accounting word. Um, but that's really what we do for our clients. We help them quantify uh, their business and the financial health of their business, and so that's why we that's why we picked the name. So, when uh, working with companies, what what uh, you know, what kind of revenue do you want them to, to have to be? What's in your sweet spot? So, typically, our clients are are somewhere around the half a million mark up to ten to fifteen million. Okay. Uh, now we have we have some smaller ones, mm-hmm. we have some larger ones, but that's the typical range where our clients fall into. Okay, and I also I think you, you like technology too, or technology firms, right? To work with them, we do. So, ser- service companies and technology companies are are really our focus. Okay, and why technology companies? Just. They they grow so fast, and we uh, love that. Okay. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, sure. They're all, uh, you know, not that other industries aren't aren't very intelligent, but there's some really smart people that are developing some crazy technology, and so like we just <laughs> we just are fascinated by what they're doing and love being part of it. Oh, that's terrific! <laughs> I love it. So let's talk in practical terms. What kind of problems are you helping these guys solve? You know, when you engage with a client, what mm-hmm. what are you looking to help them with and, and give them solutions for? I would say the biggest thing is just understanding the financial health of their company. Uh-huh. Really getting a handle on what is going on on a month-to-month basis. You know, uh, 
a lot of entrepreneurs make decisions solely based on what their gut is telling them to do. Mm -hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs are really good at that. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty good at that as an entrepreneur. Yep. But at some point, you know, you need to look at what the numbers are telling you to do and make decisions <laughs> based on what the financials are telling you. Um, you know, I always tell our clients and, and prospective clients, every decision that you make in your business has some sort of financial impact and you should right. you should be understanding what that is and and that's what we help with. Okay. Um you know what? I, I love this. I love when I probe this a little bit. What makes you guys unique versus everybody else that's out there? Yeah. So uh, we we've developed a model over time, and I I don't want to go into too much detail because right. it's yeah. it's probably a lot. But we've developed a model that involves a, a closed process, the communication that we have with our clients, and the way that we utilize technology. Hmm. We've kind of wrapped it all up into this model that I think separates us from a lot of other companies. So I think the way that we deliver our services is certainly unique. Um, but then also, I, I, I just think in the accounting industry, I think the work environment that we're creating and the culture we're, we're creating is so much, is so different than other public accounting firms. Um, that, that, is, that is also a really big deal for us and separates us as well. Okay. So we got the we got the nuts and bolts down here. So let's get mm-hmm. to the factor here of your faith, okay? And that's mm-hmm. how do you integrate and praise God in your business? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I, I have two things that that I would say. I think the first is uh, most of the values um, that are uh, a key foundation of, of what we do and how we make decisions are are backed by our faith. Mm. Um, they're they they come from that with whether that's the integrity that we do things um, as an example. Um, but it's, but it's, it's just, you know, comes from the faith that, that we have. Um, I think the second thing, more of a practical example, and I'll give you a, a quick story, but, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity and I, I felt the spirit calling me to just pray with pe- random people that I've mm. been talking to. Sure. Um, I had one example was I was I was working with this this prospect that was going to be a good client, and I had a proposal out to them, um, and I was talking to him. And as we were talking, and I was, I'm trying to close, like it's a sales process, right. know, I'm trying to close, and he starts telling me about his wife mm. that um, is going through some major health problems. Oh boy! Um, and so I just I completely shut down the sales process, um, and I just said, "Look, I don't know if you're a person of faith or not." but I just want to pray for you and for your mm-hmm. wife. And so I got to do that. Uh, and he was crying and I was crying. And um, this was probably a year ago. We haven't pursued that relationship from an accounting standpoint at all since then. I've texted him multiple times and said, hey, how's your wife doing? How are things going? Because we love the work that we do, but there are things way more important than yeah. the accounting work that we do in life. Amen. And that, that's amen. just one example of that. Yeah. Uh, amen, man. That's great. Um, you know, in work and everything like that, and you're, you're in a leadership position, you've got a couple of employees, but also the, the folks that you serve also. So how do you try to inspire them? Yeah. So I think leading by example, I know a lot of people say that, but, right. um, you know, really taking my partner and I, I feel like we do a good job at just taking responsibility for things that happen in the company. You know, even if our employees, make a mistake with a client, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it could be really easy to like, oh yeah, that was just our staff. Like they made a mistake. Mm. Right. Like okay. I feel like the way to lead is to say, no, that was our firm that did it. 
I'm the owner of the firm, so I'm going to take responsibility for that. Now, that's that's still a teaching moment for them to help them grow and sure. help them get better. Yeah. yeah. But I don't need to hang them out to dry in front of our clients. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like that is is what we should be doing as leaders. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's that's great because you you know the buck stops with you guys. You know the it does. The, the leaders of the company. The buck stops with you. You have time then to take that as a teaching moment off offline. You know, yep. with your folks, and I'm sure you do that. Um, which also gets into a little bit of, uh, particularly a young company like you, and you are a young entrepreneur. What, what models are you using, or what, how do you model something like that? Um, in what sense? You know, people that you have been around, other leaders, maybe some people that you admire, maybe mm-hmm. it was a, a, a preacher, you know, a pastor or something. How have you formed your leadership style? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I I think a lot of it has come from, you know, when when I was working, you know, in an accounting firm setting, you have multiple people that you're working with because you have a bunch of clients. So you right. have like five different managers and four different partners and all of these people. Uh, and some of them did things really well. Some of them didn't, but you could kind of see all the different styles and what worked and what didn't. And so some of them, you know, like I talked about, they would, in certain situations, they would step up, even if it was internally and say, hey, this is on me. Even though uh-huh. I was sitting there knowing I made the mistake, Sure, I saw them step up and I was like, you know what, that, that's what a leader should be doing. Uh-huh. And then on the flip okay. side, I had other ones saying, you know, hey, you know, Oh, yeah, Dave made that mistake and, and he was the manager. And I was like, ah, it uh, doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. And so I think that experience taught me a lot, having so many different people in charge <laughs> right. to kind of you know, take the pick of what worked and what didn't. Yeah, and, I, and it sounds like that, that, that boss that you had over there coming over with you was a good fit from that standpoint. Maybe that's another you know kind of a mentor-coach type of thing that you saw. Sure. Hey, I always like to ask this. I know it's kind of, you know, I don't know, redundant or so. But hey, what would you have told your younger self? So when I first started the business, I was 25 years old. Right. I wasn't very old. And uh, quite frankly, there was a lot of people and even people close to me that told me that I was making a mistake, mm-hmm. that I was too young, that I needed to progress further in my career. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell people that if you're, you know, and myself, speaking to myself, sure. you know, you're, you're passionate about something right. and you want to go after it, go after it. You're going to have people that tell you you can't do it or you're not good enough. Just ignore them and just continue on the path that you know that God's called you on. <laughs> I love it. Now, you told, you shared with me something that was, I thought was really cool about you. So why don't you share that with our audience? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, a, I'm an avid outdoorsman. That's mm. something that's a little bit different about me because a lot of people see me as this accountant. You know, right. dressing nice, but I love being out in the woods. I'm an outdoorsman. I actually have a small hunting ministry. So wow. I always tell people when I'm not sitting at my desk, I'm out somewhere hanging out in the woods. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hanging out in the woods with the Lord, right? You know, right. And enjoying Amen. the beauty of what's around you and all that. Well, I can't believe this segment's up already, Dave. This is unbelievable. Folks, I want you to stay tuned here for our next segment because Dave and I are going to come back and we're going to roundtable a mystery subject. So we're not, I'm not going to tip you. you got to come back to find out what that mystery subject is. And so uh, also get out there and check out Dave's uh, website. It's uh, thequantifygroup.com. Thequantifygroup.com. Do you mind phone calls either, Dave? Can they call you? Yeah, phone calls are good, yeah. Okay, it's, it's uh, 610-209-0943. 
So you got to stay tuned here. We're going to be back here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you to go out and check out samuraibizgroup.com. Okay, samuraibusinessgroup.com. We're going to be right back with my guest, Dave Ashworth. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here. We're back here again with my special guest, Dave Ashworth, the Quantify Group. And as I told you, we're going to chew on a mystery subject here between the two of us, and it's one that I have a real soft spot for. And Dave brought up, and he's absolutely right. And that's how do you connect this thing in faith and work, particularly when you're a business owner and you're out there servicing other clients. What, what do you do with that? And I, I think the other thing too, and touching on a bit of the theme with Dave's businesses, is this whole thing about stewardship, stewardship of your business, but also. I think we could go over the line with this in stewardship of, of a client's business too, right, Dave? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I'll let you, let you go, Bob. So let, let, let me get on your side of the table here with you because I want to hear from you because you said this is one you wrestle with. Okay. How do I, how do I go about doing that? Uh, what do I do? So what are some of the things that you, you wrestle with as far as where the line is or what to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, it's, a, it's a question that I think about often, you know, because I'm not... Uh, a pastor, right? Right. I'm not running a ministry. Uh, I'm running an accounting business. So how do I tie in my faith into that? Uh, I think oftentimes as believers, you know, people think that they need to travel halfway around the world mm. um, to do something to share uh, the love of Jesus with other people, right? But in my opinion, one of the biggest needs is in the corporate world in our country. Mm. And I think one of the best ways to do that, to share our faith, is just by the way we carry ourselves. Just by the way we treat our clients, we treat our employees, we treat our partners, we treat other people. Um, You know, that can go a long way. You know, the the Bible talks about, you know, sharing the, uh, or showing the hope that we have inside of us by the way that we act. Um, And I think that that's an opportunity that um, we often miss, especially as as business owners, and and I'm guilty of it myself. Well, you said something really important there, you know, that we go think we got to go off to foreign missions or, you know, serve in the church or whatever as far as ministry. We are in ministry. Business is ministry. Work is ministry. It's not preached enough. And we're not equipped for it, Dave. You know, uh, I had the privilege of going through, you know, 10 years, a decade of a peer group that talked about it, absolutely that, integrating your faith in work. Uh, it really resonated when you brought up stewardship. But it's not just a stewardship of what has been given you because you also are in a position to help other people steward their business. And what is those gifts about, you know? And what are you doing with those gifts, right? There's an excellent ministry opportunity, too, because now you can start interweaving with your clients and saying, you know, what do you do with this extra money? Or if we, we clean this all up and you got all this extra resource in this provision, what, what do you plan on doing with that, you know? Yeah. And then you could also share what you do, you know? And it's like, hey, you know, here's maybe something for you to chew on or something to think about. Because uh, what's happened to me is as these resources have come available to me, and, and I feel very privileged with that, but here's how I'm also giving back and doing something with it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, we've, speaking for our business first, you know, I, 
we've been beyond blessed with the mm. things that we've been given. I'll, I'll speak to me personally, like the, the partner that I've been in business with, uh, the employees that we get to work with, the clients that we get to work with. Like we've been, we've just been beyond blessed. And, you know, and you had made a comment, you know, about how this business is is not mine. Right. This is God's business. And I'm just stewarding the things that he's given us and doing my best um, by what he's given us. I think on the on the other side of it too is is being good stewards and the the work that we're doing to help our clients also be good stewards of their business. You bet. And I think a a big thing, a big part of that um, is is sometimes having difficult conversations with our clients. Mm, yeah, uh, it's very easy to um, when things are going well and everything looks great and the financials look great to have those conversations. But when a client does something that they shouldn't or things aren't going well approaching them and saying, hey, you, you maybe shouldn't be doing this or hey, you, you need to really be looking, you know, at other options because, you know, not necessarily in these words, but the reality is they're not being good stewards of what they've been given. Uh, and we right. can be a guide um, by understanding the financial side of what they're doing. We can guide them in the right direction. Well, you know, and you can also use stories to tell that too. You know, here we had a, a, a client and and you might relate to this and it was kind of similar to this. And here's what we mm -hmm. suggested to them because it's our duty. It's my job to help you steward your business, you know. Mm -hmm. And and then what was the outcome of that, right? Now, you're planting the seed. You're not, you know, and I know you walk a very fine line between, you know, do you dictate to somebody or do you suggest, you know, and all that. Yep. And particularly with a business owner because they could be a little thick-headed, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. as to what, what, what they're doing. But, yeah, you're right. And I think the other thing, too, Dave, is you, you have hit it really on the head. It's what are you doing not only with your with your employees, you, the vendors or partners as you put it, but also with your clients, okay? That is a ministry and you know the the education I've gone through and the work I've done, that equals about 1500 people you have influence over. Now think about that. That's bigger than most churches, okay? Yeah. And you have the ability as a steward of that business to also you know, let your light shine through. People will be attracted to that. They're, they watch what you're doing. They see how you're treating your family, how you're treating your employees, how you're treating them. And they want some of that. They're, it's like a magnet, okay? I've seen it in other people, and I admire the heck out of it. And, that, and then I know all of a sudden, you know, it's been revealed to me that they're Christians. You know, they don't talk right. about it. They go out and proselytize it. I think it was St. George or one of them said, you know, go out and spread the gospel. Use words if necessary, right? Yep, that's <laughs> now, right. we are challenged to use words. That's there's no question about it, but I think sometimes maybe that you you go overboard with that, and you got to be able to let that you know, as athletics say, they let the game come to them right when yep. they're when they're on that high. So uh, that's great. I, I love it. So in the area struggling, I mean, part of this is being intentional, wouldn't you agree? You, you've got to be thinking about that or being in the moment. And I know that for me, it's always a challenge that that I have to continually keep being aware in a conversation or what's going on. And I love what you did with that, that gentleman where you prayed for him. I mean, you stopped the process right then and there. That was, that was brilliant. And it also shows a lot of maturity that you stopped the process right there and you prayed for him. And like you said, you know, you both were very emotional about that. And I'm sure he appreciated that beyond measure because how often does somebody pray for you, especially when you're going through something like that and uh, sure. believe it or not, you know, so yeah. um, do, do you have any other stories of people that you've done some stuff with? Um, I'm trying to think of a specific one. Um, you know, something that I did want to touch on mm -hmm. um, was, you know, 
as a as a, a believer um, running a business, you know, my goal is when when people work with us or meet with me or get to know me, that they see that something is different about mm, me. Yep. Um, not necessarily that I'm just like I'm telling them something's different. Right. right. Yeah. Like my faith. I'm telling about my faith. You know, I do do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they see something is different. One thing that I've done, and again, this is something that I try to work through, is um, over the years, I've, I've created a lot of content on social media. So mm, that's yeah. writing, blog posts, newsletters, videos, podcasts, whatever. I've done a lot of that work. And a lot of times in that work, I will tie in my faith. I'll share I'll share oh. a verse. Um, I'll talk about my faith. And so my goal, my hope is that they'll see something is different about me. And then they'll see, oh, like he's a man of faith. Okay, now it makes sense. And then it kind of runs from there. Yeah, I love that. Again, folks, I'm going to you know uh, give you the opportunity to get out there three one two two one zero zero six zero three with the keyword cash, and I'm going to get you the URL for the video that Dave's made on cash flow. And obviously, we, we didn't touch on it too hard today. Dave, is that important? Is cash flow important? I think it's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, I so. uh, yeah, I know. I just uh, have been looking at my cash flow reports, you know, and the uh, and all that. So it's uh, yes, it is very important, so that you know where you're going, so you can kind of navigate around the shoals and and see what's coming ahead of you there. I can't believe we're out of time already, Dave. I can't thank you enough for being my guest today. This has been fabulous, and I wish you the best of luck out there. Get out there and check out the Quantify Group, the quantifygroup.com, and Dave will be uh, prompt to you know. Take care of anything you got. If you got questions out there, we're going to be back next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com. 